This is News Talk 980 CKNW. It is called Amplify Her. It is a documentary, film, graphic novel, animated motion comic series, and it all focuses on female artists in the electronic music scene. And joining me to explain it a lot better than I can are uh, Nicole Sorokin, who is a co-director and producer on Amplify Her, and Jen Strom, who is a Vancouver-based animator. Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Uh, Who wants to start? Who would be best to give us a bit of a background on how this came about and, and what it's all about? Uh, I can pro- I can probably take a stab at that. Um, yeah, so uh, Amplify Her is a film that started uh, in production about five years ago. It's myself, uh, Nicole, um, and uh, the co-director, Ian McKenzie. And what we really wanted to do was uh, change the conversation um, around women. And so oftentimes when creating a, a documentary or talking about women in roles um in, in different um different verticals we want to ask a question about the lack of women and we want to focus on that uh t- that attention on why aren't there more women in a particular scene but in amplify her we change the conversation and instead of focusing on that which often becomes polarizing for women um we wanted to focus on what was actually unique about expression that women can offer in a particular scene. And in this case, we chose the music industry and more particularly the electronic music industry. But the conversation really applies to really any profession where there are a minimum of female roles. And and Nicole, does it go into or, or try and explain why there are uh, so, why it's such a small number of women in the electronic music scene? So that's what we tried not to do. (laughs) Okay. um, So what we really wanted to do was, and I mean, like basically through the stories of the women, you get a lot of sense of what that is. But we wanted to um, open up a dialogue to show what it looks like when women go beyond, when women are stepping out, uh, trying to find their power and trying to express themselves in a unique way. And so that's really what the film focuses on. We start you in a general argument. Uh, you, you definitely hear some of some of the stuff that the discourse and whatnot that you are used to hearing, but then it ultimately shifts and you're taken on the journey. All right, uh, Jen, I'll bring you in on the conversation now too. As an animator, what was it like uh, being part of this project? Uh, it was a fantastic opportunity to. Um, uh, sort of supernaturalize uh, real women's stories and bring them into the mythological realm. Um, I think one of the things that Nicole and I were talking about recently is that, you know, with this whole Me Too thing, um, it there, you know, we're talking about one um, arena of behavior and women's experiences, but there's a whole. Um, realm of women's experiences where you do get that same kind of like, oh my God, not that again, right? And and often we can't even, they're so subtle and there's so many layers to um, what women deal with in their careers, in their uh, working environments, in their social dynamics, in their dating dynamics. Um, this was a chance, and every woman's story is unique, and yet there are some also some common themes that come out. So this was a chance to um, uh, work with real people 
and then bring their stories over into the um, comic book realm, which is one that inherently is mythological and, and very big. And so you can give these women super superpowers or you can really radicalize or, you know, sort of uh, really transform the story into something really big and, and, and um, exaggerated and beautiful. But you still hit those points of like, oh, God, that again, <laughs> you know, that thing is happening. So it's a great chance to um, to work with women's stories and keep them really uh, multidimensional, avoid female tropes, and celebrate who they are. It was fantastic. And is it challenging when you're dealing with real women and real people, and then if you're animating or if you're you are taking that step where, like you said, you can give them superpowers and you can do things, you have that that license. But is it challenging to keep to stay true to the character? Well. In a, it, I, you know, I don't, I think what was important for us was to honor them. You know, we had to be obviously very careful in the ways that we supernaturalized them, you know, and look at what we were saying as we did that. But um, I didn't find it, uh, personally, I didn't find it difficult um, because, you know, when people are so complex. There's so many wonderful things to draw out. Um, and it's also, these are short films and short graphic novels, and so... Um, well, this the graphic, the animated portions are um, the documentary is a feature length documentary. Um, so there's many different facets to this project, but these are short, and so it was really neat to kind of be able to tease out little details of their lives and and put them in there. Um, but no, it was actually wonderful how much depth you can get, um, you know, to a character when you're not uh, writing them to be flat and two dimensional and to fit into these little narrow stereotypes we're so used to. And Nicole, talk a bit about the the women. I, from what I understand, a lot of the women featured in this are, are based in Vancouver. Is there something special or something different about the Vancouver scene? Um, well, I would say that the the music, the musicians themselves, or the electronic music producers, are quite diverse in where they're from. We have uh, Apple Cat, who is from originally from Vancouver, uh, Blontron, who grew up on Cortez Island uh, and studied in Vancouver and now runs a virtual reality company in L.A. Um, and we have Clozy, who's actually from France. Uh, and we have um, a couple others that are from different places in the U.S. as well. But what's really interesting in terms of the lo- the localness is that the comic book illustrators and animators, pretty much, I would say, 85% of them all live within Vancouver. And that ultimately just comes from the amount of talent uh, in that area um, in, in illustration and animation with such great schools and studios that are um, stationed in Vancouver that even though we actually, I tried to recruit people from all across Canada, the women I ended up choosing to work with all happened to live in Vancouver. Hmm. Uh, do you have to like electronic music to like the film? Absolutely not, and that's and that's something that uh, when people see the film um, for the first time, you know, they go in expecting one thing, uh, and they walk out um, really, uh, really excited about what they saw. It definitely isn't what they were expecting, um, and we. I actually find that some of the best responses are from people who don't necessarily love the music um, or are unfamiliar with the music. I've also seen a really great response from, you know, uh, I guess like older women uh, have really, really enjoyed the film just because they get to see where a movement that they originally started um, is going. And I think that's really special. Uh, how long did it take uh, to, to put this all together to work on this project? 
Yeah, so it took about five years, uh, quite some time, um, from beginning to end, from the point of idea and, of course, financing all the way through to the end. Um, we should have released last year, but we lost our, our broadcaster and a little bit of funding, so we had to scramble at the last minute. Um, so ultimately, we're about a year overdue, but I think there's something serendipitous about the timing of this project and what's happening in the world right now. Definitely. That, that's a good way of looking at it. Uh, Jen, any final thoughts? We, we're almost out of time. Final thoughts from you on, on working on the project and the, the, final, the final piece? I just I think it's really special. I think um, it's good for people to understand that the screening this Tuesday is a documentary. Uh, there's lots of artists present. You can get the comic book there and that the graphic novels uh, animations are going to be rolled out in a serial format online. So the conversation is multi-platform, and um, it's going to be a great celebration, really fun event. Definitely come out. All right, you've, you've answered one part of my next question, which is where can, where can people see it and learn more about it? Yeah, so you can come and watch the film at the Rio. It's only for one night only, and it is going to be a very special presentation with some of the illustrators and animators who haven't actually seen the final piece that will be present, which will be really special. Um, also, Kai Tammy, who is one of the uh, women also from Victoria, will be playing a full um, violin extremist uh, set after um, after the 8.30 show. So the Rio, it plays at the Rio, November 28th. There's one screening at 6 p.m. and another screening at 8.30 p.m. And after the 8.30, there is a live uh, music presentation for those who come to the 8.30 screening. All right. Well, thank you so much, both of you. It's a project that's, uh, as you mentioned, been in the works several years. So glad it's finally going to be out there for people to see. Thank you again, both of you, for coming on the program this morning. Thanks, Jill. Have a good one. All right. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.